podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Well, hello everybody. Uh, what's going on with my screen? How's everyone doing? Didn't expect to see anybody here tonight. Didn't expect to be talking to anybody tonight. Didn't expect to be doing a podcast tonight. I literally sat down at my computer today at 7.40. I got a text message from an Arsenal supporting mate of mine saying, lad, I think you might be in for Callum Chambers. And I went, I don't know, are we? And then all of a sudden, boom news drops about five minutes later and i just sat down on my computer and i went i'll take a shot at maybe doing up something on him see what it is um, and see if see if the other side know more about uh, transfers than we do and it turns out they were right and he signed no details of the of the the um transfer just yet but callum chambers is now an aston villa player for three and a half years um i'll be honest with you i'm sitting here feverishly feverishly and hawkishly refresh 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 to see if this is like a some sort of our account was hacked kind of a thing because no one knew it was coming absolutely nobody knew it was coming so much so that i don't even have anybody here to talk to me about on uh <laughs> um uh about this with me so i'm kind of chatting into the ether to you guys i do have a slide prepared that's why i was a couple of minutes late but um, and we will look at that in a moment. We will look through it. But I'm looking down through Twitter here. Might as well share up Twitter uh, while we're at it, and we can take a look at it together. Um, but Twitter is very much so in agreement that uh, Callum Chambers has signed. Uh, Mad Law says it's a free transfer, which I must say is quite you know, free transfers are always nice business. Somebody who's versatile like Callum Chambers, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be the next best thing since sliced bread. My Arsenal supporting mate has sent me quite a lengthy, and and, and he did uh, my the 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 guy that I've been speaking to for Arsenal. He did work with the um with professional football academies in the Middle East, and um, so I would take his word uh, very very seriously. And he sent me um, a bit of a rundown on him and a breakdown on him and and, and what he has seen in him from from an Arsenal point of view. Um, and it's something that I would really really take. Uh, I would. Uh, you know, if, if, if he says it, then it would be a nice an analysis of it, should I say. But it looks like this uh, Callum Chambers is signed for free. And uh, no transfer fee involved, says Sam Dean. And that this all happened extremely quickly. Chambers was expecting to leave in a free in the summer. So it looks like they've just expedited him and, and gotten him. Um, Aston Villa have swooped in and gotten him. Uh, yeah, like it's just, it's very much so. We can see there, my good old mate Fabrizio has, has mentioned it here. It's all over the place. It's Aston Villa have signed Callum Chambers. Um, Ashley Priest has done a piece on him here. Let's take a look at it. I haven't read this at all. And sorry, as I say, if if, the, if this is plagiarism from the Birmingham Mail, I do apologize. But uh, everybody, please go and click on it and watch it yourselves. But Aston Villa have signed defender Callum Chambers as head coach Steve Gerrard has... Uh, Stephen Gerrard has made the breakthrough in a bid to add a centre-back to the squad. Chambers has signed a three-and-a-half-year deal at Villa Park and becomes their fourth signing in the January transfer window. The fee has remained undisclosed, but Villa confirmed his arrival in a short statement on Thursday night, and it read, as we've all seen there, um, 
He has been capped by England, as it says here. He's 27 years of age, and he's made five appearances for the Gunners uh, this season. So, uh, yeah, word win stuff, guys. Word win stuff, word win stuff. And Callum Chambers is now an Aston Villa player. Um, let's take a look at some of the comments that you guys have have put, popped in here. So, Ad says, first of all, didn't see that one coming. And, yeah, yeah, you know, economy. Conor Mercy prized as well. I certainly did not see this one coming as well. Um, FC US says, I haven't seen this reported anywhere. It's caught me so much by surprise that you won't be surprised to know that I've spelled, I just realized I've spelled Callum wrong. Um, he only spells it one L. So that'll tell you how, how much time I've had to adapt to this. But um, I don't think anybody at VFC US um, had... <laughs> I'd, uh, I had seen this reported because it wasn't reported. It literally just came out of nowhere, kind of like the Danny Ings ninja um, style swoop um, that we did in the in the summer. But um, definitely a body, a body to to come in. And I will read you the the synopsis that my mate, my Arsenal sport mate, has has sent me as well because uh, you know it's uh, it's something as I said I do value. Um, the club's getting good at keeping things quiet, eh? Ings now chambers, absolutely blabman, blabman. I love your avatar as well, by the way. Nice and simple. Um, Rob Henry says, won't believe it until John per <laughs> J. Percy Telegraph confirms it. He's up on the on the, <laughs> on the official website. So, um, you know, I think unless this is an absolute takeover of the highest order from uh, some hackers like Anonymous or something playing a massive prank, um, then uh, I think we can take it as gospel that Callum Chambers is now an Aston Villa player. Uh, Ad says, decent backup for centre-back or right-back, but he's so injury-prone. Um, that's actually something that was mentioned. He, I wouldn't really even go so far as to say as he was so injury prone, and that's maybe what's kind of what's kind of followed him through in the last two or three years is the fact that he's been getting over those injuries, but he's still only twenty seven, and uh, that's something that's that's been mentioned to me already. Um, Nathan Stokes, no, I am late. I was late. Your device is absolutely working. I was late um, for that. It was. Uh, I was about four or five minutes late. Um, Dan, Danny A Aces says, I literally flashed Villa TV one minute after they uploaded the interview. Proper what the fuck moment. Exactly, 100%. And John, like me, you just said ninjas in the market again. Absolutely. Fred Red says he's insomnia led me here. Well, Fred, I hope I put you straight to sleep because uh, at least that's a service I'm proud to provide. Um, Wayne, Mellon, Wayne Mullen says... Uh, poor signing, but sure, he's one of us now. Regardless, well, he hasn't kicked the ball for us, so to call him a, like he's poor based on maybe what you've seen for for Arsenal. And uh, look, he's only going to be depth number four centre half anyway, and uh, free transfer. I suppose it was if they weren't able to get uh, Joe Gomez or whoever else that they were looking at, a Conor Goldston, um, maybe they've seen something in him to bring him in. Um, Bring him in and see what he can do. Maybe cover two positions. Maybe Kane Hayden Kessler or Kane Kessler Hayden, should I say, will will now go out and, and he will cover both spots. Um uh, get Kane Kane Hessler some uh, some time. Who knows? Who knows? But it all has to be written with him first. Uh John Gameson, hi from the pub in Turkey. I wish I was in the pub and I wish I was in Turkey as well. But uh, I'm not. But thanks for joining. Thanks for, for popping in. Um <laughs> 
Lang is doing transfers like that U2 album that just appeared, appeared into your phone. Yeah, um, yeah, that time that the U2 album that nobody wanted just dropped into your phone as well. Um, Nathan Stokes, never heard of Callan Chambers. Our fans seems to have mixed views on it, about him. Uh, do I have any opinions about it? I do. I'm going to share up a, a piece here. He, he is what he is. He's not someone I'm going to sit here and go, oh my God, I'm delighted we signed him because I don't think anybody's going to feel like that, but he's a functional player and I've got an Arsenal fans uh, side of the coin and uh, just going to show a statistical piece on him as well. Phyllis Inhale, uh, that's why we're here. Give it your best shot, says Roderick Cook. I will do that now in a moment. And once again, uh, Terra Synthesizer says Villa have some ninja style dealings in the transfer market. How do they keep it keep it on the QT so effectively? AFTV saying that this means they're signing Dougie. That is a talking point I was going to bring up in a moment. You've stolen my uh, my mic drop moment. Uh, was is this something? I don't think it is, to be honest. Which you now that I know he signed on a free. Um, but look, we'll we'll talk about it in a moment. Um, Eddie Montenegro, exactly. He played defensive midfielder and was Fulham's player of the season in eighteen ninety. Bad team, but exactly, um, and exactly, and I think, I think, just this was a versatility signing for free. I think they, they felt that couldn't really go wrong um, with with signing somebody like Callum Chambers just to be that auxiliary backup. Because lest you forget, Axel Tuanzebe was utilised in a defensive midfielder role more than he was as a centre back when Steven Gerrard came into the club. So this doesn't mean we're not going to sign a center, a, de a defensive midfielder. So I think we will still sign a, a defensive midfielder. I think this is just opportunism. Maybe to 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 get a uh, somebody to come in and fill a fill a space within our squad. He's never. Yeah, you're right, Fred. He's never. He's not going to cover Cash's position. He's not going to take Cash's position. I don't think. Not for sure. Um, Okay, uh, let's just see here. There's a couple more. Um, no charts. Well, Ronan, since you asked, asking you shall receive. You'll and uh, let me just try and bring it up here. I don't have an awful lot, obviously. I hope you'll forgive me for that. And uh, I haven't been able to triple source my my um, statistics. So once again, I hope you'll forgive me for that. I will be doing a more in-depth analysis of said individual, Mr. Callum Chambers. Um, I will be doing uh, a better synopsis of him, just as my mouse decides it doesn't want to work. Uh, talk amongst yourselves. Connection is lost on my mouse. This could be disastrous. And we're back in the room. Perfect. Um, so I'm just going to bring up something here for uh, that I did on him. It's very, very slapdash, but it's it's something um, nonetheless. So... Oh, here it is. For those of you watching... And breathe. Here we go. Perfect. So we have um, we have uh, some some statistics here on him. Just going to try and, and make this a small a bit bigger so you guys can see it. There we go. So basically just some career stats. Now, I did leave out the defensive midfielder piece here. I know you mentioned it there a moment, Eddie. Eddie, I think, I think it's something there to do with a uh, versatility piece for him, but I don't. I think that he will be brought in potentially uh, or more so to play um, as a as, as a centre-half or as a, as a right-back. Um, so career statistics based on from um, FB Ref, he's played 200, 200 uh, games and with 160 starts, which is actually probably more than I would have envisaged he would have played 
Um, he's had 33 yellow cards and one red card in his career. I don't know why I felt that was important to put in, but I just thought it jumped off the page for me. Um, <laughs> this, uh, he gets a yellow card once every two games, essentially. Um, but he is English, obviously. He's six foot. He's right-footed. He's 27. He's just gone 27 a couple of days ago. And uh, some defensive statistics there. Uh, take these with a pinch of salt. These defensive statistics are right wrapped in with all the all the the, the central defenders as well. Um, you don't really expect uh, you don't really expect to have a fullback that has massive amount of interceptions tackled specifically, you know, because they're more utilized going forward. And that's why I've got some of his passing statistics in here because when he has played for Arsenal, he's played predominantly. I won't say predominantly, but he has played an awful lot as a, as a right back, as you can see there. But interceptions come in the 42nd percentile. Um, tackles doesn't tend to tackle an awful lot. But then again, fullbacks, we don't see English fullbacks to be full-blooded um, anymore. Dribble past is something I think that's really interesting. He doesn't tend to get dribble past. That is a typo. Oops, that is a typo there. Um, I don't know where my slide has gone. At 61. Um, that should be 71. His pressures are 11.16, so he doesn't pressure the ball an awful lot. But once again, pressures are more midfielder stat. Um, pressure success rate when he does pressure comes in at a fart uh, at the 48 percentile, and he's pretty handy in the air, as we can see there, winning 57.7 percent. And you would expect that for somebody who does play center half and right back and is also six foot tall. I think where Steven Gerrard has maybe seen the mark and and Johan Langer has maybe seen the market inefficiency on him. Um, is this uh, the amount of passes he's, he attempts per 90 minutes, 63.15. So he's a workhorse there. He does go through an awful lot of work uh, when he does get uh, when he does get his starts and um, he's a bit of a ball player. So I think that's something that they've looked at. His completion rate is 81.3%. Passes under pressure comes in middle of the road at 6.31. Um, predominantly a low, uh, or, or uh, I suppose his passes come in 50-50 between... Um, Low passes and high passes there. And, and obviously he puts in some key passes being a right back as well. So um, there isn't anything massive in this, as I say. I think it's just it's just important to kind of take a look at it and see what uh, where his statistics bring him. To be honest with you, when you look at the statistics in under the microphone or under the lens, sorry, under the, the microscope, should I say, or under the lens of um, of other fullbacks that, that do play in the league, you know, he comes in pretty similar to Hector Bellerin. He comes in pretty similar to somebody like uh, uh, Cesar Espurqueta, um, based on based on those statistics. No, I'm not saying he's that good. Absolutely not. I'm just saying some of the efficiency metrics that he has here with regards to his passing statistics and stuff correlate to 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 similar attributes that those players have, albeit at a lower level. I'm not saying he's like that. Before anyone goes. 90 to the gallon on me. Um, here's the piece that my uh, Arsenal supporting mate said. Uh, he's a good player. He's too probably too good to be sitting on the bench. Could be playing uh, somewhere. Works really hard. If you need a defensive midfielder to control a game, and then question mark, do you need a defensive defensive midfielder? He can play there, do, there too. That's where I think he should be played. Player of the year for Fulham when on loan, doing that, and never played there for Arsenal. He won't be a superstar for anyone. He never will. He's tough but solid. He's pretty quick. The biggest thing with him is, and coaches say that he follows exact instructions. If there is a game plan, he won't ever go off script. And then they say, I'm kind of a bit pissed off we've lost it. Um, but that's really it. That's really it. So I think the biggest thing there is that they've got someone who is... Uh, Steady Eddie, someone who's not really going to blow your mind, but is going to do everything right and is going to follow um, follow instructions without being 
massively, uh, I suppose, uh, having superstar potential. You know, he's 27 years of age. He's an England cap as well. Just solid. Just solid is the word I think I, I think we're going to use. Just solid. Um, let's have a little look there and see. I'm going to bring this off the screen there, guys. Now, we'll be back with a more in-depth analysis, see what more statistics and try and do some more advanced stuff and try and compare him to, to some of the players that we have already at the club as well, which is always nice to see. Um, so, Batty Biss says uh, he will score against Arsenal with a back heel six minutes into injury time to win the game. Wouldn't we all love it? Um, this is a good backup signing, in my opinion. He's an upgrade on 2 Nzebi and probably going to cover right back and centre back for free. It's a no brainer. I don't know if he's an upgrade on 2 Nzebi, but I agree with absolutely everything else you've said. Um, <laughs> for sure. Um, is this the fourth, for, fourth uh, centre back uh, sorted, or do we need another? I would imagine that this is probably the fourth centre back sorted. I would imagine it would be, and I'd imagine potentially that we might see, as I say, Ken Ken Hessler go out and loan again, and maybe he covers both those. I'm not, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't pin my colours to that mast if that makes sense. But it's something that that could happen. I think now, considering he is, he has, um, he has uh, kind of split his time between those positions. It's it's plausible to think that that might happen. I think is the best thing to say. Um. Fill the two and Xavier role pretty straightforward, yeah, and like for free, you know, it's kind of kind of saves money in January and it's a three year contract, so you know, I'm sure his value he will still have some sort of value of if things don't work out for him in 18 months' time or whatever. Or if he, if there's a loan to a championship club or to a lower Premier League club, you know, if that came about and we needed to upgrade him, you know, so for 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 us to get a body in a free transfer, I think that's that's probably the, that's that's a good a good point to make and it, it 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 makes this signing it kind of elevates the kind of i suppose the efficiency of the signing the monetarily efficient nature of the signing should i say um uh shark spray says why well i suppose that was it an opportunity came up to sign a player for free who has an england cap who is versatile and will only really ever be fourth choice slash second first choice center half slash second choice right back so instead of you know, spending lots of cash. They bring in somebody who, uh, like my uh, professional football coach, Arsenal supporting friend, says we'll just we'll come in and follow instructions and follow system to a T. So, uh, the, you know, we're not going, we're not saying that this is going to win us a league, like. Uh, but as I say, it's it, it's it's something that I suppose is kind of as the tea leaves begin to dissipate, we're beginning to see maybe why this was this happened so quickly. Um, uh, Richard says, this is an insane signing. Signings galore. The Gerard revolution is in full flow. This is a free signing for an international player. Smart business. Um, good, good. Uh, Runa Christopherson says, uh, uh, Christopherson, sorry, says, Callum is not right for Villa. And and look, I think, like realistically speaking, you know, what have we seen from him in the Premier League lately? You know, he has been a bit part player for Arsenal, so he does have something to prove at Aston Villa. And, you know, I don't know how well he's going to play for Aston Villa. And I think that's that's important to point out, um, that we don't know how well he's going to play in an Aston Villa shirt. But, you know, for a free transfer, for somebody who can play in two different positions, arguably three, um, and will do a job if, if called upon, you know, it, it, it may be shrewd more so than anything else, I think. Um, any idea about his wages, says Roderick? Uh, a figure just quoted on Sky says he's on 150 grand for Callum Chambers. Can anyone confirm that? I'm not, not saying that you're not, not telling the truth, Roderick, but 150 grand is. I didn't prefer to have paid a transfer fee for him than to have to pay 150 grand for him. That would be a lot. 
that would be a lot of money now in my book. And I just spoke about monetary efficiency. Um, that would um, that would make uh, that would put a bit of egg on my face from uh, from the monetary efficiency point of view. One hundred and fifty grand. Let's do the quick do the quick maths on that. One hundred and fifty grand multiplied by four is what four at six hundred grand a month. Multiply that by twelve at six point two million. No, no, it's not. It, it's uh, seven point two million per year. Dusan Vlahovic is is reportedly earning seven point two million per year. Now, I'm not saying he isn't getting one hundred and fifty grand, but. 7.2 million a year multiplied by three, three and a half years is over 21 million. It's 23, 24.5 million. So, uh, look, not my money. I don't know what the story is. But, uh, wow, that would be a lot. That would be a lot. Uh, we'll keep an eye and see what the what the contract numbers come out, if they ever come out as well. Um, and O'Neill, everyone seems to be going mad over this guy. Is he that good? Don't know. I'm going to be really honest. I don't think, like, he's solid. You don't think he's, don't think he's a world beater. Um, English international, I think it's more so the efficiency of the deal. I think it's more so the, the frugalness of the deal more so than anything else, but can cover three different positions. Um, are, well, two different, certainly in three different, arguably, uh, positions. So I think he just comes in and fills uh, a versatile uh, body as well. Um, he's a solid defender that provides good cover cornerback, and if Cash gets in there, he can drop into the right back role. We just need Bentoncourt now to complete the transfer window. This, I think, is correct. Um, this, uh, not that all the rest of the things weren't correct. They all were in their own way, for sure. But what I mean by this is the Bentoncourt piece. If Bentoncourt comes in here now, well, wow, we have a pretty, pretty settled squad. A pretty, pretty um, uh, solid squad then, should I say. You know, I would be happy with almost all positions. You know, almost all positions. Um like the depth at all positions will be absolutely smashing at that stage. I I think I, I yeah, I'm trying to think if there if there's any any position that maybe wouldn't like we've got two international goalkeepers. We have target as as cover for Dina. We would have a right and a left footer as cover for a right and left footer, two center halves. Yes, arguably look, House is a drop off on Mings, Chambers would be a drop off on Kanza based on everything we've seen. We would have Cash and Ken Kessler Hayden potentially or Callum Chambers fighting it out for the right back position. Midfield would have a bevy of players, you know, so many players with McCamba coming back as well. Carney Chuck Moeka, the three that started at the weekend and Rodrigo Bentancourt. Um, we'd have our two tens in in Buendia and and Coutinho. We'd have um Jesus. We'd have Bertrand Truari coming back from Afcon. We'd have Leon Bailey coming back from uh, from injury. We would have then up top. We would have Ings and we would have Watkins. Like that's a good squad in anyone's book. That is a good squad. And and there's people I've left out there as well that may or may not still be here after the transfer window. So uh, yeah, that would be a tidy tidy squad. Um. Uh, as I say here, uh, could be a shrewd signing. Ash may look to Watford for more games. Decent utility player. Uh, yeah, there was something mentioned about that, that Roy Hodgson was looking at making Ashley Young his first signing at Watford. Roy Hodgson and Watford in the same sentence to me is mind-blowing. I read an article um, on it as well, and was it in 2001? I think Roy Hodgson was... It might have been... Yeah, I think it might have been 2001. Roy Hodgson was the manager of Udinese. And uh, the Pots was, uh, sacked him after like six months. And he basically turned around and said he didn't even want to be at the club. He didn't want to be uh, uh, under those owners. And then fast forward 21 years, never rehired him again. And maybe the bad blood is gone from that period of time. But it just... I I, I can't figure that out. Um, but uh, more power to them. 
more power to them indeed. Um, where else are we going to? This is a, a great one. This is a great call as well. Kanza should get an immediate contract if the if that wage is true. He should get an immediate new contract anyway. He should get an immediate new contract anyway, along with about five other players in the team. Like John again. Give John again another new contract. Give Mings another new contract. Because by tying these players up to new contracts, yes, we're signing them to new wages, but we're also future-proofing their, their value, and we're also future-proofing the fact of our, uh, there is a, 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 a piece of... Um, financial um, wizardry that can be done with regards to amortization of contracts. I've been threatening to do this podcast for the last two two weeks now, nearly, since Coutinho signed, um, and I will do it. I'm actually going to do it this week because we've got no games. I might do it uh, over the weekend, um, but it's, it should be a nice, short, easy one just to explain that. But I think it's really, really interesting in how people can utilize contracts and utilize contracts into the future uh, when balancing the books. Um, and I'm sure I won't have it all 100% right because finances isn't my my forte but um i found it really interesting and i am open to correction and everything as always uh where else are we um uh did i say did i center back as did i say cb is cornerback at some stage did i I might have because I was watching the NFL just before I was watching uh some NFL coverage as just before this broke so um I might have said might have said cornerback from that point of view, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So uh, one of these I'm going to teach me. Uh, do I pronounce that wrong? Do I say Chukomeka? Do I do I mix up the W and the M sometimes? Sometimes. See, guys, look. As I said, this is why I always need somebody in on the podcast with me. Um. I, sometimes I find myself sometimes thinking I, I mix up the M and the W and the Chuck. Sometimes it's Chuck Moweka, actually. I think I do say that. Chuck Moweka. Yeah, I don't know. I will try to, I will try to pronounce it. I don't meaningfully pronounce it incorrectly. I don't mean to do it, should I say. I just get tongue-tied. <laughs> um, uh, 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 uh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's all good, guys. Listen, I don't know really what, what much more to say. Oh, yes, I did want to talk about uh, talk about something there as well. When I initially heard the news, first thing that my mind went to was, oh, no, does that mean that they're throwing in a Callum Chambers and then Douglas Louise is going to go to Arsenal and maybe we're going to accept the bid and maybe this is Villa's way of getting out ahead of it like we got out ahead of the Grealish signing with Danny Ings out of nowhere and then all of a sudden Grealish then signs then the day after for uh manchester city uh, i don't think this has that same um the same piece about it um i think probably i think it's probably well i i'd be almost certain that it would be independent of the douglas louise thing i just don't see douglas louise going anywhere um specifically not now not not in the january transfer window and definitely not going anywhere unless we bring in at least one more midfielder i wouldn't even be comfortable letting him go if we were, if we bring in one more midfielder i think we'd have to bring in two before we, i'd be comfortable with letting him go um, and even at that, I would I would let him go to, you know, very very reluctantly because I think he should be played as an eight, and I think he's sacrificing himself, his numbers, um, and uh, I think he's he's taking one for the team playing as a six now in this in this um, Steven Gerrard system. But time will tell. As I said, time will tell on that, and I don't want him to go at all. Um, Ray O'Connor, good to hear it. The very last I found an Aston uh, for the love of Pomegranate hat. And Ray had uh, had ordered one, and it very it arrived today. Delighted to hear, delighted to hear. We will be getting more hats um, soon, I think, and uh, we might have 
some t-shirts or something as well if uh, there was an appetite for them but we will see um keep an eye on social media for that if you do like um any collecting merchandise or anything like that we might have that as well um but that's neither here nor there uh guys i think we're going to leave it at that i've managed somehow to ramble on for 27 minutes on my own which is good well not on my own because i've had 205 people here with me at times now so that's fantastic and without you guys checking in and putting up your comments and giving me a chance to read them out and to talk about them i wouldn't have anything to do here so thanks so much everybody for listening thanks so much everybody for watching can you please hit the, the like button get the like button on youtube get us uh it, it's just a little small thing costs you nothing to do and uh, it'll it'll rocket it up through the algorithm somewhere. But uh, Callum Chambers is now an Aston Villa player. Um, out of nowhere, Thursday uh, Thursday evening, a uh, bit of excitement. Let's see what other business Aston Villa are going to do. And uh, at the end of the day, guys, look, if he comes in, and it, although we'll have to wait and see if the 150 grand a week thing is true, but if even at that, if he does come in and does a solid job for us, um, I think that, uh, you know, I think for a free transfer, it's, it's no... no um, it's 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 a risk reward kind of a thing here, I think, for, for someone like Callum Chambers. If he can if he can re rekindle his own his uh, old um his 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 old form from like four or five years ago when he did get into the English squad, um maybe something might come of this. Um, but at the end of the day, it was only the, the outlay was low for for a free transfer, so we can um we can take that one to the bank and see what comes next. Anything else breaks, guys? We will be back with any other transfer news. Um, it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a good weekend, even though there's going to be no football on. Uh, let's see what other rumors come out. We will be back with a transfer deadline day um, show with uh, Sir Patrick, who hasn't been here. He's been flat out working this week, so I've left him alone. Uh, but we will be back with a transfer deadline show on Monday. Um, thanks very much, everybody. I won't hold you. You've got other things to do this evening. Thanks a million for listening. Welcome, Callum Chambers. And all that's really left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.